Hello everybody and welcome to Galactic Yo-Yo, the podcast where Doctor Who fans share their unpopular opinions of the world and I have to deal with them. I'm your host Molly Marsh. I'm your co-host Johnny. Oh, you don't usually get involved this much in the intro. I just happen to be in the room at the time. Yeah, do you want to say some words yourself? Uh, I think, I mean, I think you cover the bases roughly. Yeah, a new episode out this week, didn't it? What was it called? It was called Hanukkah Shmanukkah. <laughs> it was called Survivors of the Flux. I, well, I think we do this in the actual episode, so should we... Yeah, do you think... I think this is sort of our intro in the real Yeah, episode. but I, I sort of often do the info, intro do do twice. twice. Yeah, okay. sort of, yeah. Um, maybe I should maybe I should change that for future. No, I think this is this is probably going to be a charming change up where we allude, deconstruct, allude deconstruct the yeah, format. Yeah, yeah. to the whole format okay, in a nice fine. way. We I'll, had some, I'll, I'll leave now. Right. You, you we had on. someone come over to our house. What was his name, Johnny? Oh, um uh, David. David Chabakabaku, um who you'll know from previous podcasts. He came over, we had a lovely halloumi stew, we had a few gin and tonics, um, and we chatted about the episode, um, which had aired the previous day. Um, it's, uh, it's chaos again, uh, I'm, I'm just about to sit down and edit it, and I'm a bit worried because there's so much stuff where we just are completely incoherent, and I'm definitely going to have to uh, chop around things. Uh, but, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll do it for my loyal listeners. Um, next week, final episode of... Uh, of the Acid Reflux series of Galactic Yo-Yos. I'll do another one at New Year for the New Year special, and then in the New Year, I'll probably start doing some more proper Galactic Yo-Yos. Um, you just playing the piano with my intro there, Johnny? No. Um, <laughs> I think that's all the admin for this week, so please enjoy... Oh, how lovely. Please enjoy my conversation with my co-host... Uh, Jonathan Wolfish and uh, our guest David Chipaku Paku. Can you resolve the piece of music? Otherwise, it's weird for the listeners. He's put a major seventh on it. It seems that I'm some kind of a galactic yo So I'm here with. We've my, got a guest. We've got a guest again. We've got a guest. So we've, got a guest. <laughs> we've got, got a guest. We've got a guest. We've got a guest. We've got a guest. His name is David. We've got a guest. We've got a guest. We've got a guest. We've got a guest. His name is David. His name is David. Got a guest. Yeah. In the flat. In a place in the city. So we're here. Of so, London. Oh my god! What's got? Does that garlic break onto our heads? I think it was the gin and tonic. Okay, fine. Um, so, 
You're here with your normal host, Molly Marsh. Um, I'll have just spoken to you in an intro, so I don't know why I'm saying that. We've got the co-host, Jonathan Volfish. Say hello, Johnny. Hello. Uh, we've also got our guest, David Chibakabaki. Say hello, David. Hello, David. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist. All right, Uncle Norbert. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, it's good to have you here, David. Uh, we're here tonight to discuss the episode, Survivors of the Flux, the penultimate uh, episode of um, Doctor Who Series 13, a.k.a. Flux. And in many ways, the uh, first part of a two-part finale. Um, of me being a co-host. Uh, true, actually. Yeah. You know what? I'll be sad to see you go when, when we finish this one of episodes. Bad, I will mean? be sad to see you yeah, go. Yeah, this is... Well... Actually, that's not true because there's going to be one at New Year and I'll get you along for that as well. Will you? Yeah. Roped in. Oh, you signed the contract. Yeah. Didn't check the small print. Yeah, I thought it was a six-episode run <sighs> and I was out of here. Another one coming. No, come in for next year's ones as well. Why not? Why not? I don't know if the, all the listeners want that. I think they do. I think you've been I a think, hit. I think they're tiring. Yes. I think you've been a hit. Okay. I think they're, 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 this gimmick's run thin. <laughs> this gimmick being my whole personality. <laughs> okay, David, 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 Hello. David, David, David. What did you uh, think? What's your main takeaway from um, Survivors of the Flux? Go, go, go. Gosh, I love when Chibnall does a whole episode of exposition. Um... <laughs> Um, listen, I, I enjoyed myself. I've enjoyed myself most of this series. Um, the difficulty I have found with this episode, as I did with um, episode three, Once Upon a Time, was there's just so much being put out into the ether and so many threads to kind of grapple with and so many ideas and concepts and characters. Agree. And sometimes... Sometimes, like, last episode, episode four, really works. And I had a lot of fun with, with uh, ty- what was it called again? Village of Angels. I thought mm. time, mm-hmm. I just watched Time of Angels, Flesh and Stone, back now, just for fun. The Timeless Angels. The Timeless Angels. Um, it sounds like a great rock band, Timeless mm. Angels. Mm. Um, you know what, it doesn't, it sounds like a bad rock band. Yeah, it, it sounds like, um, you know, Within Temptation? Yes. It sounds like them. Yes. Within Temptation. Bullshit band. I, in my head, <laughs> I came band. up with... An album title for them, gotcha. which was Thrush Power. <laughs> for some reason, why? That's what popped into Are you my okay? Mind. I don't know. Did we put something funny in that stupid? That's what popped into my mind. That would be Power. their debut. What are you album. saying? Well, <laughs> well, because it's like clearly a cock rock era band. It's like eighties. Sorry, pause. Cock rock. Yeah, cock rock's like Aerosmith. Guns and Roses. Like, oh, I see. Right. Very yeah. phallically over exuberant men in tight. Yeah, the kind of music my stepfather likes. Um, and so right. my brain was like, okay, we'll, we'll make some sort of fir- filthy pun. Thrush. So I went for thrush. What pun. is that a pun on? No, it's not a pun. I just went for no. Yeah, sorry. Uh, You've I, got no chance of me cutting this, by the way. Like, <laughs> I, I've dug myself into a weird hole of my own. You're amazing. Yeah. There's no reason for you to say that. It sounds like a really like alternative. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Well, David, sorry. Tell me why. I'm I'm really say, it sounds like an alternative to Solar Power by Lord. Imagine if this is a B-side album. Thrush <laughs> Power. <laughs> Oh, I wish I was dead. Oh, God, uh, I hate who I am. Um, David, you were yes. saying you felt this worked less well than last week because... Just so much exposition, so much kind of like, here's what this means. There was a scene where um, the Doctor is questioning uh, 
well, I'm just going to refer to it as Tectune now because it's spoilers, it's Tectune. Surprise, surprise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't see that coming from a mile off. Yeah, um, we all saw her eyes straight away. Yeah. We? Oh, it's her. Oh. Um, there was a bit where the doctor's kind of like rapid fire questions. What does this mean? How does it get that's here? The, that's What's the, that's the, the third time from to every episode. Uh, I just. <sighs> what did you like? What did I like? I liked um, I liked Yaz. Sorry, my just went mm. <laughs> Full stop. I liked Yaz. I liked Yaz's adventures with Dan and Jericho across the world, around the world in eighty days, um, but with questions over actually how long they were actually there. Well, right. So I, I don't think it's too soon to bring this up. So we watched it with our flatmate Andrew, mm. who listeners will know from an earlier episode. And he was questioning the the possibility of their yes. trip, right? To be fair, though, Steve Coogan, Jackie Chan, managed to eat significantly before that. <laughs> yeah, you make a good point. Where, good did they, so where did they go to? They went to... Oh, my goodness, this is going to test me off the top of my head. Not not Jackie Chan. In ja- well, in, in, the his, in the original version of Jules Verne's Around, around the World in 80 Days, they start in Johnny, isn't it, isn't it Jules Verne? Jules Verne, yeah, mm. it would be. Um, Jules Holland. <laughs> <laughs> around the world in 80 keys I can imagine him bringing that out as an album yeah. actually god you're going to derail us tonight sorry. more than we sorry. normally are sorry Jules Verne you're saying uh, they basically it's sort of a it's 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 a mini celebration of the British Empire at the height of its power because oh. it's, they largely travel they, they very rarely leave Britain Love in their that. journey aside from mainly America it's actually one of the main because they have to travel across the rail in America, and that's kind of the big bit they're not in Britain. Because they largely, if I remember rightly, they largely they go through a bit of Europe for a while, actually, and then they go to Calcutta, and then they go to Hong Kong, and like that. It's very yeah, right. it's, it's, yes, like colonies. It's mm. yeah. It's, it's do they very, do it all in a hotel? No, or is it that was just done a over train, train and boat okay, in the fine. original book, mm. actually, yeah. And there's there's horrifying de- de- depictions of the savages that they... Yes, I can imagine. Okay, the way I can imagine. And rescue a woman from who becomes the love interest. Right, of yeah. course. No, that sounds rough as a I, mm. I think it has aged awfully. <laughs> well, but not just that it's aged awfully, but I saw a basically faithful adaptation in Christmas 2017 at the Salford Keys. Oh, yikes. You'll be delighted then to know that Christmas, New Year 2021 22, this year, a new version of Around the World in 80 Days is being Woo-hoo. broadcast on the BBC with David Tennant Ooh. as the main character, whose name I can't remember. Oh, continue to be worried about that. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit, I'm a little bit concerned. I'm a little yeah. bit concerned. Um, <laughs> but you enjoyed when uh, Yaz. Dan and sorry, Jericho. Uh, can we just sorry, just for a minute, yes. just for a minute? Isn't it insane that Steve Coogan and Jackie Chan had like hung out for like weeks on end, shooting that movie? <laughs> <laughs> like they know each other pretty well. I want to know that story. Although, I want like a buddy cop movie. Mm. I guess that's around the world in eighty days, but it's not really good. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> although although Jackie Chan is like a massive supporter of the CCB. He is, yeah. Fun but he can't, he can't. He kind of doesn't have a choice, does he? That's true. That's right. fair. David. Anyway, <laughs> that's a real can of worms. We don't want to open. We don't want to open that today. Thank um, you for tuning in to our discussion on the ethics of Jackie Chan and his relationship with the Chinese state. Uh, David, you enjoyed that. What is it you liked about it? Because I found it quite repetitive and dull. I just liked um, the idea of 
well, the Doctor's companions are stuck in a particular time zone. Because we've not seen that for quite a while. Not, mm. I don't think not since Amy got stuck in that parallel time stream in... Can't the girl who waited. girl who waited. We've not really kind of seen that kind of... Well, what happens when mm. they are actually just got, we got stuck? We got a sort of build stuck in the lie of the land, sort of. Not in another time, but like... Yeah, that's the closest thing, I'll say. Yeah, that's as close as it. Yeah, oh, and the years she spent... The ten years she spent with the Master. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to see any more big finished content, but where would that... I'm going to cut that bit. <laughs> 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 this is the, the year Martha spent well yeah the that's, yes. that's pre-Amy and the, and the girl oh sorry yeah no no I didn't realise that's what we um, uh, yeah, so it I was think... nice to see them properly stuck though because yes. after yes. so many companions have been zapped back and it being quite a, a horrifying yeah. thing that companions being zapped back by the angels having some lasting effect yes and how, what have they gotten up to here? It's been three years. Yeah. Mm. You know what? I rate Jericho as a character as well. Oh, yeah. Mm. He's Absolutely. good. He's good. He's quite classic who, but in quite a charming way. Yes. Yeah. In a very, very charming way. I love him and I want to see more of him. And what did you think of the sort of um, the sort of shaman that they went to visit? The sort of cheeky chappy shaman. Uh, I got you there. I'm teasing <laughs> you. I'm teasing you. Well, I, you, know, you know, he gave me like Yodo in the Empire Strikes Back. Yes. When Luke first finds Yoda. You know. He's like, <laughs> yeah. Thought you could do and he does, he does that, <laughs> sort of Miss Piggy laugh. <laughs> that was haunting. I really hated that. David flinched. Yeah, yeah he, I can move, was, move back. I believe the term is shooketh by that. Uh, <laughs> I, I felt quite sorry for him when he realised the tree hadn't brought him any newspapers or magazines. Yeah. I genuinely felt quite sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, you would have bring someone up like, I've been like that for ages so a little but bit look something. here's the issue I've got so Go they figure out that they've got so the, the shaman fella goes Carbon, Carbonista which like to be fair they could have thought of years before <laughs> then yeah, they, they go okay how do we get a message to Carbonista they go what can you see from space the Great Wall of China except you can't but okay let's take let's take yes. it on the, on the phone yeah. you can mm. then they show up and they paint on the Great Wall of China. No, they don't they paint, paint on the wall. Around it. They paint around the wall. They paint around the wall. Fine, whatever. Yeah. But then it's nothing to do with the 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 reason that you can allegedly see the Great Wall of China from space, or that you can ostensibly do so, is that it's so large. So if you're painting letters that are as large as the Great Wall of China, it doesn't matter whether they're in or around the Great Wall of China or not. So they're not in space. They are floating around the atmosphere of Earth. In a shell space right. shape, but so if no, no. But it doesn't. What I'm saying is, David, it doesn't matter. Even if they're in, even if Carbonista is, it is closer than space, and he can yes. see. And therefore, the reason you'd be able to see that is because of its size. So the letter, the letters, could therefore have been written anywhere. That is true, and it actually it makes, makes no difference. It makes to less sense to travel but, to North China when, if you're in Nepal, you're already at a higher elevation. Yeah. You, you don't have the land mass. Oh, that's a good. You shot. don't have the land mass because everything's. But the Great Wall of China is that's at also the peak like of hills. As yeah, well. it's hills. That is, it's it's. You'd be better off going peaks. somewhere that's like that's quite flat, like the, the Netherlands step of the Kazakhstan <laughs> desert. Have you been there? Uh, yeah, I have. Have, have you painted some letters? I didn't paint any letters. Also, myself. also, how how, how hey, so? But this is one another thing that I find confusing about that particular scene is how long would those letters. Have had to stay for Carbonista to have seen them 
because he doesn't have time travel. So he's having to. It's literally a hundred and a hundred and fifteen years. Yeah. yeah. And it was just pain. Bad. It was just pain. So if it's washed away. So, also, oh, meaningfully, so what are they do? Are they relying on Carvinista getting bored while in his big shield thing and just being on Google Earth for a while? <laughs> what is he doing? Scrolling around, going, like, "Oh, yeah, like, oh, hang look, on, I don't hang on a second. I don't normally like to to like sort of nitpick in this manner. It's but quite I think fun, though, isn't on, it? It's fun, and also on this occasion, I feel like it wasn't good enough. Like it had me, it had me thinking about it too much, and that's yes. a bad sign. Well, my main takeaway from that segment is that it's. With the when we had once upon time, I noticed with the Yaz bits, what we got is a lot of scenes in a row of the premise was uh, Yaz is in some kind of memory loss thing, and it's confusing scene after confusing scene, and essentially got even though each scene was different, largely the same premise of the scene repeated throughout the episode, and um, in that yes. you got Yaz put in a situation where the memory is going wrong and the Doctor's trying to save it, but no plot ad- advancement. And I found that they did this again, where the plot for those two, for those three throughout the episode was Dan Yaz and Jericho are traveling the world looking for answers. They're traveling the world for looking for answers? Here. They're traveling the world for looking for answers? Here. They're traveling the world looking for answers? Here. And like, there wasn't a sense, it, it, it played on themes of, you know, great adventure shows like, or films like Indiana Jones. With that, meaningfully, he progresses. With each yes. moment, he like gains a sense of each clue leads agency. to another, and it didn't really well, it leads, feel like that leads happened, to a did new it? bit of dramatic plot. Like so, maybe he he meets is it Marion the girl in Jones? So, yeah, yeah. Um, or like like an emotional beat happens, or a, maybe he reunites with his son Sheila Booth. A fantastic beat, <laughs> or maybe Sheila Booth swings from vines with monkeys. <laughs> we, we, we don't talk about Sheila Booth. Sorry, um, sorry, sorry, David. What did you think of the hologram in Yaz tender moment this episode? <gasps> oh, I cried my heart out for my goofy space lesbians. Did you cry? I. It I was got... the most lesbian it's been since the bed in episode the, one. Yes, <laughs> true, it is the most true. lesbian that they have let. The most lesbian the BBC has let them get. Mm. Um, I. I mean, to be fair, I have been awake for about twenty-two hours at the point that I watched all two last night because uh, I just come off a night shift. So I was, uh, I had had half a glass of red wine. So by that point, I was kind peak of... conditions for watching Chibnall. Peak <laughs> conditions. Um, so by the time that um, tender, tender queer moment of um, Miss You, <laughs> Miss You Too came on, I was like, They should yeah. have used the Blink-182 music, shouldn't they? The what? The Blink-182 Miss You song. Stop trying to derail this podcast. Yeah, I'm disgusted. Well, I'm nah, get out of here. You know that record? We're cancelling you from the podcast. You know that record? Well, I miss a, you by Blink-182. I don't know. Listener, this is now Galactic Jojo. There's no <laughs> Molly on site. You know, you know that record? Anyway, <laughs> David can't deal with it. I'm sorry. Galactic Jojo. <laughs> sorry. Um, God's sake. Uh, sorry, I did think well slightly. <laughs> I assumed everyone was just going to go, oh yeah, and then yeah. we move on. Can but it turns out no one's heard a very famous record. Can I use my text speak summary of my emotion throughout watching it? Yeah, go Fire on. Fire away. PMSL. Pissing myself laughing. Yeah. Why? It was, no, in a good way. Okay. I found. The whole episode or, the, or that moment? Throughout the episode. Okay, fine. Okay. Because yeah, I've not even asked you for your gem, general take My take, oh yes, I'm just cutting in. <laughs> go for it. Do it, do it, do it. My do it. general take. Was that I um, 
I've seen a lot of people on Twitter raging at the law. I've seen, oh, lot, yeah. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter loving the law. I don't particularly feel strongly either way. I think it's often badly delivered and it's sort of a bit <laughs> meaningless. But I find every time the law comes up, I am having the best time of my life. Yeah. The moment I like, like when the build-up to the word tattoo, and we the two of like us screamed. the greatest punchline I've yeah. ever seen in TV drama. Because she was like, you know, don't you recognise me? And then Molly and I looked at each other because we were watching together, and we're like, it's. <laughs> and then it was like as the build I was like oh my god they're going to say tech to you on, on real television once again in the year of our law 2021 and it was and this is the thing ultimately do I think this is geniusly put together drama probably not anymore uh-huh. am I enjoying this so the word much? probably is doing a lot I'm, of heavy lifting like. I'm enjoying this a huge amount I am having I'm a lot of fun myself laughing <laughs> so on a serious note with all the tech team stuff um, what was the name before beforehand? Aswok. <laughs> so, fir- so firstly, <laughs> I actually really like Barbara Flynn's performance as Tatooine. Yes. I thought she was great. I do. We think they are going to open that for watch next week. Do you think we're going to find well, yeah, answer- we're going to get answers? Well, they open the but like, do we think we're going to actually get answers from it? Yeah, I think I think it gets um, open at the beginning, and then the rest of it is just flashback. The entirety of it's just going to be that for. I think it's going to be an hour and forty five minutes. It's just an hour and forty five minutes of Chibnall. Well, I say that because that presumably mean an hour and forty five minutes of Joe Martin. Like, right, yeah, here's shout, the other thing. actually. Here's the other thing. How much Joe Martin do you think we're getting next week? Do you Answer, think it is in minutes? Right. Yeah. In minutes. Seven minutes. Seven, that is, that is high. That's generous, I know. I think that is very generous. I'd love it if it was at least seven. Yeah. The thing that really annoyed me about Once Upon a Time, I mean, it was annoying for various reasons, but the one thing that really kind of made me go, ugh, was just the fact that they kept flashing between Jodie and Joe Martin. It was like, no, just once you've established it's Joe yeah, Martin, we, yeah, we've just said make this, it yeah. Joe Martin. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, keep yeah. it as Joe Martin. Just like, they, sh- they could have flashed back to Jodie when she was confused. Yes. And then gone back to it, but yeah. No, I, I want more Joe, I really want, I want like at least a four minute pop song's worth of Joe Martin. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because you, you know what they oh, what, like, what if over I, the credits she got a song, much like a Bollywood film, <laughs> and Joe Martin just got to sing a song, like a karaoke song of the theme tune. I love the way your mind works. And <laughs> I'd love it if she kind of got a word associate a song to Sega Nakanola's Doctor Who theme. I just kind of come up with something. That'd be good. I'd enjoy I it. I am officially in the canon. Something along those lines. Oh, right. That tune was, that was quite, that was quite iffy, actually, Joe. It was something. Um, that was something. Well, I hate But myself. no, I think, I think, I mean, our hope is for like a full shine on you, Crazy Diamonds worth of Joe Martin. I think, <laughs> you know, we could, we could get, um, I'm trying to think of any four-minute pop song, and I can't think of a single one. Uh, we, we, a Come On Eileen uh, <laughs> of, of Joe Martin, I think, is the best we can get. I think what we probably will get is an Old Town Road. No, we'll get, um, uh, say, uh, what's that What's that one minute 30 Rihanna song that's on Andy? I don't know. Uh, no, we'll get James Joint, which is 55 seconds. Right. I think, you what's know what, I think I'd that's rather more... be spoken whenever we speak. What's that song that Taylor Smith... Oops, Swift. Oh, my God. 
Taylor Smith. We're broken. I, I'm, I can't speak. This episode is broken. Okay. <laughs> All too well. Ten minute version. Yeah, the one that she went from so many minutes to ten. Five to yeah. ten, yeah. yeah. All too well, ten minutes. Which, which are we getting all too well or all too well television of Joe Martin? All, what? <laughs> all too well television. You said that as if it was one all Japanese word. <laughs> I can't speak. I just can't speak tonight. I don't know why. Uh, I think we're getting less than regular or too, yeah. all too well worth of Joe Martin, unfortunately. Well. Yeah. I mean, we might not get any. Like we're we're relying on getting some. We might uh, not get any. It's, I mean, she's I mean she's teased it. It's very clear. Oh yeah, she's teased. There's more coming actually. Yeah. She maybe not as Joe Martin episode. herself teased that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe not in this episode. Maybe in the specials. I think um, we're getting it. This, with fourteen Doctor Ashley B, but um, <laughs> yeah, something. Is that a rumor? No, but she yeah. Ashley B is appearing in the New Year special. I'd love it to be, but God, after Charlotte Ritchie. Going to we had we had this chat because we have this chat because you you said oh they're just putting like another fit girl in it every year yeah did I say that oh, he didn't put it in those words he put it more eloquently and less and less <laughs> laddily but um, yes you did say worse that effect just people I kind of fancy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> really good from here uh, um, I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna um, can I ask an interview question go on yeah go on I'm gonna ask David an interview question hi. Hi, David. Um, how would you... So, actually, going into... We had a big law dump. Yes. How did you feel about the way it was done compared to our big... Uh, the last time we got a similar one in Timeless Child, did you, did you prefer it? Did you disprefer it? Um... This was not a good interview question. I mean, I, I've got an answer, if you've not. You, you fire away. Okay. So I think it actually wasn't preferable because um, while in that one, the Doctor was m- slightly more passive, in this one, she doesn't really... Like, she she like moans a bit, but she doesn't really get to do anything oh. about it. In the, in the um, Timeless Children one, they do... They depict the events described on screen via flashback... Uh, mm. silent flashbacks they didn't do that in this one so actually we're missing that key element this time yeah. which I, I think worked quite well the first my, time around my big issue with it is that the doctor's asking these really sort of probing pushful pushing like forceful questions and I just don't believe that the doctor would care yes we've talked mm. a lot about like would the Matt Smith doctor give a shit about this Probably like if, if, if you told Matt Smith like the 11th incarnation there's all these versions of you past and I think he'd sort of turn around quite whimsically go I've lived many lives or something and but the most important thing is that I'm gonna stop you you naughty old woman I, I think so though do you not think David you look you look um, dubious about that I just I don't, well, I don't understand on, why this matters so much I, it depends on I think it depends on on the doctor it depends on which doctor you're speaking to because each of them have their own very unique ways of processing. And I think one of the things that has been constant through the Joey era has been the questioning of morality and the questioning of, do I have... It's, I mean, in in less eloquent ways, but a similar sort of way in some parts to how Tom Baker occasionally kind of 
pause and where it went, oh, well, do I have the right to do this? Mm. Am, I, am I in the right to be doing this? And that has at some point made her kind of look indecisive, but I feel like it's a bit more kind of, she has a bit of a, she has a, a moral compass that she kind of needs to figure mm. out sometimes and yeah. question. One and so, of the but big I, issues but I don't, Yeah, I don't think yeah. the whole question of like, do you want to save the universe or do you want to find out your Wikipedia page? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that would be a, I don't think that would be a moral dilemma for other doctors. She had quite an interesting moral dilemma in the episode. Not moral dilemma, but she, she very sort of, uh, I thought strangely, was very annoyed with Aswok when, ex- when Aswok explained division, that Aswok explained what like uh, the the doctor was sort of what do you mean you've interfered in world yeah. events? The time lords are meant to never interfere, which is the doctor's, yeah, the doctor's whole shtick. Yeah. yeah, that's her thing. Yeah, like so, I, that confused but, me so much. Well, so on that, and I want to go back on something you said, Mal. Her thing is never to inter the, the time lords thing is never to interfere, but she interferes for the good mm. of of planets. Races, organizations. Yeah, I see that division kind of interfered for their own gain somehow, or maybe it's some kind of like yeah. What do we think? Eugenicsy kind of like yes, that's the problem because we didn't get it very clear. I don't. Maybe actually, you guys do. We have a clear picture of what division actually interfered to do. What's their kind of goal? There is not a clear picture on. Well, this is the thing that I find confusing, is that. Aswok. Tetsuyun. Tetsuyun. <laughs> Can't work Barbara out Flay. funnier name. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, Aswok is, is stupider. It is stupider. Oh, yeah, Tetsuyun makes me laugh more. <laughs> <laughs> Tetsuyun says... <laughs> Aswok to walk. <laughs> Aswok to Aswok. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, Barbara Flynn says... Oh, thank you. ...that... We we guided we guided things into to the to the right direction of whatever mm. it was, mm-hmm. and then the doctor objectifies and is kind of like you shouldn't be not objectifies objects what I'm saying. Doctor objects and says you know that's that's not right that you know that's not morally correct. Mm. But then in Once Upon Time, we see the doctor Carvanista and the two people who. The, other, the two people who are being played by Vinder and Yaz, we don't know who. Um, which is another question, a thread that's been left. Gat and Lee, people are assuming. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. Wait, I'm sorry, hang on, I missed. Yeah. Gat and Lee are Vinder and Vinder and, yeah. Is that Vinder, the current theory? No, 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 no. As in, in Once Upon Time, in the flashbacks where Vinder and Yaz and Dan were stand-ins for... Oh yeah, somebody, somebody, somebody okay, in Carbonista. Yeah, the yeah, theory yeah, is it's Lee and Gat. Yeah. Okay, that's a fair. That's a fair guess. Um, so, but as you were saying, when, when they, they do that, that, they are protecting um, the Temple, Temple of, of Atropos, Atropos. Yeah, the planet Tyre. Also, a stupid name. Yeah, <laughs> and the 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 more the more the Maori the Maori the, Ma- the, Ma- no, the, the Maori is a real thing. Or, or yes. actual people. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, where the the Maori the the more the Maori gold white. The gold white people, um, from Azure and Swarm. So that is a morally good thing to do because they were going to destroy the universe at that point. So I'm confused as to what the what because 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 Barbara Flynn never explained this is what we did and this is how we did it and this is why we did it. It's like 
well, you're saying you did really evil things, but the thing that we've seen that you did was a pretty fair thing for you to do. Well, yeah. What, yeah, it's it's very much sort of one-time cop saying to another, and I like the cut of your jib, it feels. Yes, which is also confusion. And, and I, I'm sure this is part of the point, like this is the mystery being set up for episode six, this isn't really a criticism. Yeah. But I thought Division was something to do with what was causing the flux. Yes. I thought Swarm and Azure was something to do with what's causing the flux. Assumed they were working together related. And now, no. seemingly very much not Well, we so. kind of knew they weren't because, as David just said, the Division um, thwart Swarm and Azure in Once Upon a Time. Yeah. Back in the day. But, back in the dark times. Tr- oh, true. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm just kind of... What, <laughs> what, what is Swarm and Azure's role in Flux, then? They are using it to advance... The time force. They're using what was that bit where they were in sort of like oh a, my goodness, Vess. like a sort of decimated citadel with loads of people around those mini cardices. Pe- those are the people that they had brought in the passenger forms, right? And so, like Neil Finney in between is his pals. Yes. Right. Okay. Who they were using as space? Question mark. Because I remember rewatching this because I had no idea what was going on the first time. Right. They say in it. You are space and we are time. Sure. Because they are creatures of time and they can't weaponize space. So they are weaponizing the presumably human colony that... that Do you know what this Neil reminds me of? Excuse me, I've, I've got yeah. a headache. <laughs> They're weaponizing headache. them to and using the fact that they are creatures of space no. and matter rather than as of time Do you know what this, to this destroy is, the universe. This is giving me... A massive you know flashback I... to being a child in a playground, <laughs> playing as like doing Doctor Who and not really knowing anything about anything, and going, "You be space, I'll be time, and then we'll we'll run at each other, and that'll be Doctor Who." You know what? That listeners, you just gave me a flashback to listening to the shipping forecast. <laughs> just like you're saying words, I understand what each word means in the original. Put together, like... I don't, yeah, I don't know what it means. Dogger, it sounds all very elegant. Yeah. But that's, I think, so like this war between time and space as a separate thing going on, separate to the flux. What? What's, go- like, what's going on here? You what? Before we continue, can I go back onto one thing? Yes. I'd love you to. Which was, Molly, would you, you were saying, would you rather save the universe or find out your Wikipedia page? To be fair, the context of this is, it's not just... Find out who your mum and dad are. It's all your memories of when you worked in a black operatives organisation that were organised by the Time Lords and the potential hundreds of thousands of lives that you lived Mm. while doing that has been completely wiped from you and you thought that your existence was one thing and it isn't It is what it is, though. Mm. Like, like, it's in the the past, you know? (sighs) It is what it is. it's, it's, It's odd, though. I think with the whole... The fact that we've already done the emotional beat, regardless of how well done it was or not, of timeless children, <laughs> you are who you are who you are now. You're not. Yeah, it's completely the, the shat that on that. That's 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 the emotional beat of a finale. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like that. Yeah. That's a bit like like Joe Martin's whole like spiel in that episode was like yeah, like Johnny said, like you are who you are. Like forget the past. That was the that was the crux, like massive emotional beat of the season twelve finale. But, however. However, uh, quite a chunk of time passed between um, 
well, better, first, better now. But well, I guess, quite so. a chunk, quite a chunk of time passed between Timeless Children and um, Dalek episode with John Barrowman, and then Puck with Doctor was in prison. Part of quite a lot of time then uh, took place between then True. and the opening of series thirteen, where the Doctor was traveling with Yaz. So you know, it's like <laughs> not to give not to give depression as an example, but you kind of feel like once you've once you've gone through quite a bit of therapy, mm-hmm. you then get to a point where you're like, ooh, I actually can do things. I'm a good person, and then you have a good, really kind of like twelve month. I mean, I'm talking from my own experience, twelve month period where you feel great and amazing, and then afterwards you kind of start thinking, oh, I'm not too sure about what I'm going through right now, and I guess in some ways that's kind of similar to what. Thirteen is going through where she's had that moment where she's like, I am the doctor, I don't need to have anything else in my life. And now she's kind of going, Oh no, I do actually want to know. <laughs> I, I want to open that horrible look, box I think in the corner. Lovely I think it's, it's an intelligent generous reading. reading. Oh I think it's a yeah, I was gonna say I think <laughs> very fucking I think it's, generous. it's generous, but I, it's such a it's actually lovely. It's and lovely I, reading, thanks. but it's but it's generous one. <laughs> it's a very generous But that's fine. I'm that's a generous fine. queen, ask Miss Allen. Mm. We're gonna stop for just a minute because I want a gin and tonic and I want to take this apron off. <laughs> uh, forgot I, forgot, I forgot I was wearing an apron and I feel like a numpty now I've realised I'm in it. Ah, don't um, worry. We weren't judging. And I always am. Listener, we were. <laughs> and then we're going to talk about the antics of the Grand Serpent. In this oh episode. my goodness, I Here forgot about this. Here we go. <laughs> Big snake. Are oh we pausing? Do you want to pause? No, no, no. We can keep recording. We're going to talk amongst yourselves. Um, do you boys want anything to drink? Um, go on. Yeah. If that's all right. I might refrain, actually. Really? Yeah. I just, I've, I've got a little bit of a headache from, I think, uh, just from today. So I'm going to refrain. That's this episode's brought to you by Squarespace. Me too. Should I refrain to another one? Yeah, go for it. Um, so would you... This podcast is brought to you by Frog in a Well. <laughs> Frogs. That's a John Finnemore joke. Um, <gasps> Neither of you listen to John Finnemore's souvenir program, do you? No. Oh, my days. This is fooling on deaf ears, David. Absolutely listen to John Finnemore's souvenir program on Radio 4. Um, oh, is it a radio show? It's a, Yes, it's a radio show. It's a, um, I don't really listen to any radio shows. Absolutely do it. It's a sketch show. It is... Um, uh, it just never occurred to me that radios would have radio had sketches. Oh my goodness! You know, Mama jump into the the joys of Radio Four. Mm. Sketch programs, I comedy. Really find I can't. When when would you put on the radio? Well, here's the thing: I mainly listen to stuff on catch up. Mm. But like, what's what's the sort of? Are you doing it when you're traveling? Are you doing it when you're cooking? I'm doing it when cooking, definitely one. I go, when I'm cooking, if I'm doing a big meal, I can over rotate stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'll put on some music for a bit, then I'll put on some podcasts for a bit, and I'll put on the radio, then I'll watch something on Netflix before I go through to the living room. Yeah, I see. Because, yeah, I'm usually... That's when I put on a podcast, yeah. actually. A big meal is a podcast. I'll put on something like an hour long, like an off menu there, like yes. an hour and a bit, usually. Yeah. Um, you know. If I were... Hello. Mercy Baku, you've still got your apron on. <laughs> I did. I did wonder. I was like, she's come back through. And she's still got her apron on. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, <coughs> if I if I drove, mm-hmm. I'll be listening to the radio when I when I drive. Yeah, but I don't drive. I just noticed how smart your nails are. 
Thanks, fam. Goats. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. That's Inverse. Genius. The listeners. Reverse, reverse. That's Re- a special thing for you. The listeners don't get the, the, the nails. No. No, just for me. They just get nails, nails on a chalkboard. Just for me. <laughs> Not to figure in. I was very worried there that David was dipping my SM58 no! into a gin and tonic. I was extremely worried. I was okay. holding it at a reasonable a he had measure a away. He huge amount of control. Do you not... I, I do... I'm not over that. <laughs> I do audio stuff. Do you not think I have care and love for microphones? Actually, honestly, I Do think... you sit in the Sky News studio dipping microphones into gin and tonics? Yes. I do not think you do. Regularly. What do you think Sky uses its huge budget on? Just replacing <laughs> David's mic. Okay, Grand Serpent. Uh, what did we think of that strand of um, <laughs> that strand of grey hair? Oh, I mean that's great. He's great, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Before we get into it, Craig Parkinson, what a beautiful man! Mm. Fab, isn't he? Beautiful, beautiful. He's fantastic. Man. He, I mean, he's like. To be fair, there's not much to the character, and his performance is really making it. Okay, it's 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 it's. He's in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember any of them, and I'd like you to list some so I can remember which one I'm See, thinking of. See, he's in Line of Duty. Mm-hmm. Not that. You know, can you can you try and stick things you know Are you I've joking? seen? I, I don't I've really... Not seen it. Oh, for God's sake. I've not seen it either. I, actually, what? I largely, I've no interest in I largely it. know it through Gogglebox having a <laughs> feature of it, and every time... I've no interest it. in Line of Duty. Why do you have any interest in Line of Duty? Because... Boring. All cops no, are pigs. No, it's not. Yeah. A-C-A-B. A-C-A-P. They're pigs. <laughs> Sounds like an acronym. A- no, we did, no, we agreed it was A-B-A-P. Ooh, All Bobbies, bobbies are pigs. Are pigs. <laughs> okay. That does sound like a, an acronym they would use in, a in line of duty. A-C-A-B are on their way to okay. CSI. Mm. Uh, Craig Parkinson. I've accidentally looked up line of duty. Would you say line of duty is one of the greatest CSI NY or Brooklyn Nine-Nine is the best cop show? Line of duty. Okay, I've only seen one of them, and I quite. Oh wait, you see Brooklyn Nine Nine? Yeah. Okay, well Brooklyn Nine Nine because it doesn't actually take take policing seriously is probably first. Then Line of Duty because it is genuinely for a police procedural a really really strong. Okay. Okay, he's in Misfits. You'll have seen that. That's the one I'm thinking of. He's the he's the pastoral. He's the guide, not the guide. He's their Virgil. (laughs) Oh, have you watched Virgil? No. I mean Vigil. No, Virgil. No, it is Virgil. Sorry, I was referring to the poet. Oh yeah, timely. So we've now established Craig Parkinson is uh, is from In Misfits, Misfits yeah. for you, um, from Line of Duty <laughs> for you, and from I'm not really sure what for me, but I really like him. Um, he definitely makes the character. What do we think is going on there? Because all we know about the Grand Serpent is. He was knocking about with Vinda, who's Vinda's boss, wherever Vinda it comes from. Yeah. And then suddenly he is on Earth, and does he have access to time travel? Is he a time lord? Is Vinda a time lord? What's our theory, David? I'm well. So I'm very confused as to what his motivation is mm-hmm. for doing this, unless he kind of like has struck up a deal. Because the last time that we see him is actually in a flashback. Mm-hmm. It's in Once Upon a Time, where correct, yeah, yeah. Um, Vinder is by his side. Mm-hmm. So the presumption, I guess, is he's made a deal with the Sontarans. He somehow has foreseen the flux coming, has managed to find a way to travel back in time, and has thought, hmm, what has a girl got to do while she's kind of just busy and buzzing around but, in no, 1950 South? But we don't know that the, um, uh, that the Grand Serpent stuff was, was in the future. 
What? As in the the original flashback stuff, we don't know that that is in the future because that could be Vinda could be early Time Lord. Therefore, that takes place before 1950s Earth. Oh my God! Um, Do you know what I mean? No, but like Time Time Lord Origins is pre 1950s Earth, right? Yeah, actually, in my head, because one when Kate Stewart, you're right. I just thought. No, no. I just thought. In my head, by Jason Derulo. <laughs> in my head. That's one, isn't it? No, that's that's um that's the cranberries. Yeah. <laughs> in my, no, that's zombie. That's no, that's it goes zombie. Like that, zombie. Right? No. Is it singing in my head for me? In my head. Oh yes. I see you all over me. In, in my head. head. You'll be screaming. It's sort of uh, melodically similar to "Just Dance" by Lady Gaga. Yeah. Just dance. I'd never thought of that. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And they might have been producer. I might have read one. It's like how um, Good Ones by Charlie XCX is Charles similar Xbox. to um, mm-hmm. S&M by Rihanna. Uh, oh, okay, nice. Johnny, do go on. You said in my head something. It was about the chronology Sorry. of... Uh, yeah, okay, hang on. Yeah, well, so Kate Stewart mentioned that there's a good chance that Grand Serpent hasn't been rocking around for 50 years. He's, mm. he's been time jumping. He's time jumping. So I thought it was quite... Oh. So to me, it very quickly was established. He's not got the patience to actually do this on the long game. He's just yeah. being in perfect moments. So mm. this is this is his harebrained plan post-Vinder. This has like all been seeing, done in very brief yeah, moments. Yeah. We've seen it. We've seen this whole plan pretty much. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then that leads me back to my thought with the Sontarans. Mm-hmm. He has made my some in my head, in my head. He the 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 flux has been because it's very clear according to like several, the Sontarans. I think said in one point they saw the flux was coming. Mm-hmm. A couple of species have been aware that this thing is coming. He's made some sort of he's because a businessman, isn't he? Um, he's like um, the that businessman that was played by Mr. Big through two series that I can't remember the name of. Jack Robertson. Chris Jack Robertson. Chris Knopf. Um, he's like Jack Robertson but in space and with better style and, mm. and character um, he has found a way to make a deal with the Centaurans and he's gone right we need to destroy he Earth. seems bigger than the Centaurans to me it's like the Centaurans have made a deal with him in my mind I, I think the Centaurans think he's made a deal I think listen, he's using them as a yeah player. like they he, think mm. he is a little guy and he's actually a big guy. I, I just, in the way he's been he's a characterized, big it seems odd to me that he'd be a small player. I'm, to an extent, I'm wondering, is, I think, whatever he's doing is related to Swarm and Azure's plan. I don't know. Or related to Division. I don't no. think, I think he's, I think he's working contra Division. Do you? Yeah, there's something about him seems very, like, it's not Division's way, if that makes yes. sense. Yes. Divisions seem to be sort of quite um, ruthless and pragmatic, and um, but he so- also he also is quite ruthless and pragmatic. Because but there's a campness to him, whereas Swarm and Azura yes, camp, whereas yes. Div- Division mm. are like heterosexual, antithetical to camp. They just they get the job done. Heterosexual, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, zero quite. foreplay, zero. quick in and out. That's Division. Isn't yeah. It? yeah, yeah. Everyone's sad, but at least we reproduced. Right. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. What a glowing <laughs> endorsement of the cis head lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, were you pleased to see the St. Tyrants at the end? Because I absolutely was not. <laughs> I was confused. I, they showed up and I was, well, I was shocked. I was surprised and I, so my emotions went, holy fucking shit, what? And then, oh, that means we've got to waste time with St. content next week. Can I give you a four-letter acronym for how I felt when I saw the St. Tyrants? PMSL. That's the one. Yeah, no, I laughed, but then I was also like, God, like that's going to take up space. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter comparing it to Invasion of Time from the from the seventies. Uh, so this is a story, Johnny. That's a six-parter from the seventies, a Tom oh, Baker yeah. one. The first, um, I think, four parts are like Time Lord stuff, and you're like, oh, like this is pretty pretty high key Time Lord shit. Yeah. And then in episode five, the Sontarans invade Gallifrey, and it just gets completely <laughs> derailed, and then it's like a stupid run around with Sontarans in it. <laughs> so like, I've seen a few people, including former guest Will Shaw comparing Flux now to Invasion of Time in that respect. I... Like, I'm just like, this story is bigger than the Santarans. I don't need the Santarans, like, you know, wandering around next week's episode. Like, I've not, we've got 45 minutes. Do we, well, do we have 45 minutes? Or, like, 50, 55 yeah. minutes. We've whatever. got the strictly results We've not guessing. got ages. Like, um, stop mucking around. We... Mm, I, I'm... I want top-to-bottom Tete in. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't need Sontaran content. Do you know what I mean, though? Like, uh, this is the story we're Let's commit to it. I don't need a side story with Carvinista and, B- and Bell fighting Sontaran. Oh, my goodness. We've got to, well, we've got to sort that out. There's so much to sort out. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's a mammoth This task. actually goes into my big issue that I had with the episode, is that it, so much of the big reveals aren't reveals. They're big implied yes. there will be reveals. And so much of it is all about going... We're, we're, we're giving you so very little the way he's structured the plot is Chibnall's made it so you get every single you have loads and loads of phrase plot strands much like the ta- the Flux in its artwork loads of phrase plot, plot strands poetry from Johnny that are only ever sewn together at the very end instead of doing yeah. a linear like we're sewing together because what he does is he gives you more and more questions each episode we now have five que- episodes worth of questions and basically no answers. Whereas I think a better way to write even it, though even though episode five felt like a question full of answers, and it wasn't really, it just wasn't. It was more, it was more questions and a repeat of a lot of old questions. Yes. Uh, so what you end up doing is the only way you can <laughs> satisfyingly structure episode six realistically is a PowerPoint presentation. Is an episode of answers. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> Chris comes out, wheels out the projector, and goes yeah. right. Yeah, it, it, here we next go. week is just Chris Chibnall and an OHP. Yeah, yeah. For, for there's been, there's been no guys, of answers. Um, just to just to bring you up to date, uh, Sharon will not be taking part in uh, the presentation today. She's hired kids, got chicken pox. <laughs> but I will uh, explain everything that needs to go and on. So okay. first slide. So Vindran Bale's child. <laughs> it was the doctor. Did anyone have the doctor? Okay, great. <laughs> next slide, please. Uh, next slide, please. So Swarm and Azure, they were the doctor. Yeah, it's so, a previous yeah. version so, of the doctor. Do we have Chris doctor? Ch- it's Chris Chibnall. And Matt Strevens, like <laughs> Boris Johnson and Chris Whitty, with occasional, in front of Blackguards. Yeah, with occasional appearances from... from um, oh, that was a lost that. Oh, well. If you remember it, we can kind of edit it in a fun yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Who are you going to say? Come on. With... Uh, uh, 
episode four, who wrote episode Oh, Maxine Olsen. With Maxine Olsen. Yeah, she's popping in every now she's and again. She's Jenny Harris. She can yeah, 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 yeah. I'd, the, I'd um... love to see some BBC journalists have their questions listened to and then not answered. <laughs> Laura Coonsberg, BBC News. I've got a question for uh, Mr. Chibnall. Is Tigme relevant to series 14 and beyond? <laughs> well, um, Laura, uh, the, we'll get back to you on that once we have an answer about the future of Tigme. Uh, next uh, slide. And now I'll go on to House of Lung Barrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness not oh god that house the, the flash oh, the they... flash forwards to the house oh. and they're not like they're not explained they've not explained that at all anything there's just there's, that could this, be anything this episode felt like it felt like so much was happening and yet nothing was happening this is sort because... of what I mean by the questions instead of there's no sense of momentum with plot because you just open more doors you know the, the most development on plot was was Vinter finding Diane Oh yeah! Oh god, in I forgot about Oh my two. god, I completely forgot that happened. Two characters I never thought would meet: R. Diane and Vin- R. Diana, R. Diane and Vinder meeting inside a passenger form was the most development on anyone's plotline because Vinder has gone to a completely different planet, found out what Sorman or Zero are doing. Yes, yeah, have god, no idea yeah. what's going on. Mm. Vinder's little side quest with a gun, and then is absorbed into a passenger form and meets Diane. That was the most progressive. Whereabouts in Passenger do you think Diane and Vinder are meeting? Lungs. Do you think it's sort of the, the, the lung barrow? The groin oh! Oh! <laughs> Crikey. <laughs> I imagine it all sort of being in the middle of the chest. <laughs> I'm going to go elbow. Elbow? I'm going to go spleen. 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 What if they're in different places? And they're just kind of, you know, when you're sometimes one's in one testicle, the other one's in the other. Well, <laughs> Molly, <laughs> come on, uh, come no, on! Do, someone had to say it. I just, you, I just did the, I just, I just did the did thing they? that someone had to do. I was gonna say, you know how sometimes you're in old buildings and you can stand on two corners of a room and whisper and hear each other. Yes, yes, yes. They've been designed in that. No, no, where are they? Are they? Is P stored in the balls? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Along with Vinder and Diane. Yeah, yeah. Do passenger forms have an appendix? That's the real question we've got to ask. Has <laughs> <laughs> everyone here got an appendix? You've got yours. I have got mine. Have you got yeah. yours? I've got mine. You've got, got yours, Tom. Have you? What? Sorry, that's... Freak me out. I've got, got two. Got... One's for Vendor and one's for Diane. Yeah, yeah. Have I'm, you got I'm your tonsils? Boast. Um, yes, I do. You, you got your tonsils, Jonte? I do have my tonsils. Great, we've all got our... You do? I thought you didn't have yours. What, what made you think that? I don't know. I felt like you told me before. No, I might have told you to have very craggy tonsils. I probably shouldn't have tonsils because they're, they're, they're craggy and I often get tonsil craggy. stones. Do you have wisdom teeth? You have wisdom uh, teeth? I have sort of half protruded wisdom teeth. I also have half protruded. I, I have my, yeah, same. Mm. Okay. Um, <laughs> so in this oh, episode we also... I know saw... something I don't have. <laughs> oh, what? Come oh, gosh, we're I mean, that, there was, that was an elephant in the room. <laughs> well, uh, I don't have a foreskin. <laughs> You know today, so Donny and I were. Happy Hanukkah, Shmanukkah episode. Happy Hanukkah, everybody. So Johnny and I were quite a professional thing today. Best kill me. <laughs> okay. Wonder how much of this we're gonna edit. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna keep that bit, but I'll keep in the initial bit about you not having a foreskin. Hmm. I think. All right. <laughs> right. Well. Uh, okay. <laughs> And god. Oh god! There's also a bit. This is going to be a harder to jump. There's also the whole thing in the episode where we see. I mean, we've discussed it a little bit already, but we see the Grand Serpent sort of cycle through the history of Unit. 
Um, and we see like there's a few references to old Doctor Who stories. We get an uh, audio cameo from. Oh, from what point was the diamond worth the brig? Oh, why the brigadier? It's not really meant to be there at that point. Oh. Look, we get. A cameo. <laughs> this is exactly how I feel about. We this, get actually. a cameo from Nicholas Corney. We get a reference to the War Machines. Mm. We also get the. Jodie Whittaker Doctor's TARDIS knocking about in a unit um, in a unit office at the same time that the third Doctor <laughs> will be running around by John Patrick, is, is in a lab elsewhere in on unit premises trying to fix his broken TARDIS to get off Earth and the whole time they've got another one um, I'm either going to presume I mean, this I mean is... it's hilarious it might be the funniest thing Chris <laughs> has ever written yeah, I, I, actually, I, I actually like that as canon I think that's. I don't think it needs explaining. Oh. I think it's sort of. Like I think it's kind of a great dramatic joke. irony. Yeah, yeah yes. it's, a, it's a funny gag. But where would they have kept it? Because that that. I mean, where would they have kept it through um, the entire time that the third Doctor is running around on unit premises? But also, where would they have kept it in terms of like? Because my immediate thought is, well, the Black Archive is where you would naturally keep something like this. But then you've got like three Doctors running into the Black Archive for the 50th anniversary special. Which is not a particularly big room from the looks of it, and there's no there's no sort of a TARDIS. Also, Kate is aware that there is a TARDIS on proper on site somewhere within unit archives, and she is just sat there keeping. Yeah, do you think the Doctor's sort of going to remember that the TARDIS is in the sixties? Yeah, show up and collect it. And actually, the the TARDIS Mm. probably spends maybe four days in the Mm. sixties, kind of there, because because she's going to think where did I at the end of this when she's like ah. I want my TARDIS back. Well, where do I leave it? That village, 1960s. Mm. So I'll just go true, there. True, true, true. I'm, I'm really sorry to spoil it for everyone. Can I, can I put a... It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a promo picture that John Barron put on his, on his Instagram page. Go for it. I might not keep it, but go for it. There's a... a well, it's a behind-the-scenes picture. John Barrowman in 1904 gear with a TARDIS in the background. Barrowman? Not John... John Bishop. Bishop. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. Right, okay. Well, that's fine. We can that, get that. That just might be he's still wearing the same clothes when he's brought forward. True. Very true. It looks very much like the Chinese forest. Okay. Oh, okay. Fair enough then. Mm. So, and. Interesting. The, the, yeah. By the way, Kate. <laughs> well, I was going to. So that's what I was going to come to. Do. What did we think about Kate's reappearance? Not a character I expected to see again in twenty twenty one. I uh, we wish they kept it as a surprise. I don't know who. Yeah, authorized. it's a shame. Really. I don't know who authorised that next time trailer because usually they're so careful about keeping little tidbits like that to to themselves. Well, and the whole time that she didn't show up to quite late. Yeah. The whole time, like, where's Kate? Where's Kate? And actually, she didn't do She's, much. She she had a total screen time of. Well, less than five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, do we I, think we're seeing again next week? Yeah, we we know we are. Yes, we saw her in the past. Oh, did we? Okay, yeah. fine. Um, I didn't. Are we getting Oscar? I hope so. She called Oscar. She did, but she I did. wondered whether that was like a, just a, a nod, much like Jack uh, Hartness in uh, New Year's, like mentioning Gwen. Like, I think it might just be a, a, a something for the oh. fans, and we won't get Oscar. <gasps> I I found so. to be honest with Kate, I found it a strange sort of. The, the whole unit thing, actually. Maybe, maybe um, it's units not a particular bit of Doctor Who I particularly care about. Uh-huh. Uh, and 
as like a, as a sort of a this is the history of it I wasn't particularly fussed about seeing I liked the whole plot of the Grand Set I actually thought he was a very menacing good character and yes. he sustained the plot of that but the actual idea of seeing much of Unit's history wasn't too interesting to me yeah 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 I feel that well because they didn't really it's very tribunal again it's like they didn't really tell us anything that would have been surprising they were like oh, I guess this is how Unit would have started oh I guess it looked like this oh I guess do you know what I mean? It wasn't like some they... Old, some, 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 they didn't show us continuity of stuff we already knew, really. Yes. They didn't show us new stuff. It was just like, oh, kind of unit flavour. Mm. Like, it was not... Do you know what I mean? I think what I mean, that's the difficulty of that is obviously it was filmed in COVID hell. So yeah, that's true, part, true. I think that's part of the problem. big old issue, isn't it? Um, mm. I hope we get Osgood. I also, I predict that we're going to have more units beyond this series I think I think it would be quite nice I think we will have some unit stuff going on in episodes 20, 20, 20 22 episodes also the photo that was put out this is such, such, such a tangent, tangential thing but the promo shots for this episode that went out earlier this week or last mm-hmm. week rather shows Kate with a TV screen and like a town hall Oh yes, and that didn't did appear. Yeah, so yeah, we'll be seeing more. We'll be seeing more. We'll be seeing more of them. God, I've just remembered the fucking next time trailer. We get Daleks as well, and some and Cybermen, oh. don't we? Daleks and Cybermen. There is just so I imagine, much going I imagine on. Imagine we're going to get them in a capacity that we got them in once. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I think series. we're going to get cameos. Like it's yeah. they're going to be sort of, and there's so much going on. Even the Daleks are shooting at us. I don't think we're going to get like. I think we're going to get under five Dalek lines. No, sir. All 13. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that's the sort of deal we're getting from them. Yeah. If I were to get... And Do you I reckon Briggsy's done it from like his shed this year? I reckon probably. I thought, like, you, I thought you meant um, Briggsy. Briggsy. From, Nicholas Briggs. From, I thought you meant um, yeah. Jovian Wade. No, no, I mean... <laughs> for a hot Nicholas second, Briggs I was like, is he back? Do you think he's, he's like done all the voices from his shed? Yeah, probably has, hasn't and, he? And we transferred it over. <laughs> hi, hi, Chris. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, question for the two of you. <laughs> if you could have one more surprise cameo from any Ooh, point in Doctor Who... Ooh, that's exciting. In, in New Who, let's say. New Who only, okay, So fine. New Who, actual actor coming oh. back for no reason, but just they're in the next episode as well. We've got... Kate, we've got Centaurans, we've got Do- the Daleks, we've got Cybermen, we've got Swarm, we've got Azure, we've got, you know, who else do you want to show up just to make Johnny PMSL? Okay, I've got, uh, I'm going to do my top three. Yeah, go on. Okay. Da, 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 da. Okay, uh, I'm going to go for um, Private Harris. <laughs> <laughs> You've lost me. <laughs> I'm going to go for The Sinister Woman. <laughs> Shut up. Hello. <laughs> And I'm gonna go for Oliver Morgenstern. <laughs> okay, David, you're I'm, I'm going to wait. I'm going to need quick all three. Okay, Private Harris is the fittest fuck dude. <laughs> <laughs> the one across the bar from Jack. No, no, no. That's um, that's Russell Tovey. Oh yeah. Sorry. No. Um, uh, he is the unit soldier who appears in the Sontaran strategy. Oh, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Finally, your thread of recurring characters has had a use. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not finished <laughs> that yet. I'm also really not, so for those who don't know, on Twitter, at Molly underscore Martian, for those who don't follow, I have been doing a ranking of every new who recurring character, um, i.e. anybody who's appeared in more than one episode. I'm like, I've nearly finished the list, but I've not posted the rest of it yet. I'm really annoyed because in Sunday's episode, Tete Yoon has now become a recurring character and, sh- and but doesn't yet feature in the ranking I made. 
So I'm quite annoyed. Anyway, how did you how, did you have to go through all the Wikipedia pages and just like no, I did it. I did it from memory. Are you actually joking? No. <laughs> so there's Private Harris. Who, who, who else? They say, say, oh, Sinister Woman is the the woman who works for Mr. Saxon in Series Three. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and then the other one was <laughs> Oliver Morgan said he's like the the doctor friend of Martha saw, in Smith and Jones. I saw the the uh, the, 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 the the hospital come yeah. down. Yeah. And the oh, reason God. you have to do that is because of time left, isn't it? Yes, 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 yes. Oh. Okay, uh, David, who are your top three? What if you maybe you don't do stupid ones? I oh no! I was, about to, I was about to say the 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 the, um, the the woman who throws herself out with Leslie Sharp. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one knew her name though. Tragically, no one asked her name. Does she have a name on the credits that episode? No, she's just called the like the hostess or something. Hostess, yeah. oh, okay, so they, they commit to her not. Yeah, yeah, name. yeah. yeah. Uh, who else would you like to see? This is, oh, it has to be. It has to be new. Um, Okay, it can't be not new who just you I mean, have I was to explain say, them to me. I mean, I'm going to say Ace shows up randomly. Oh, that'd be reason. great, yeah. wouldn't it? Girl boss Ace, I'd love yeah. to see Girl that. Ace. Well, you, well, I, I know Aces. Do you know who Aces? I do know who Aces. Um, I think that this is another tangent, but once um, Chipple comes back and does ten different Doctor Who series, I think that one of them will be uh, Ace for CDBC, personally. Mm. Wait, what do you mean? I think you'll because. You, She's the new Sarah Jane kind of thing. I think that mm. I think he will do uh, another. I think he'll do another young adult slash adult series, and I think he'll do another kids TV series. You said Chibnall. You meant Dick versus. Sorry, Sarah I didn't Davis. mean Russell T Davis. Yeah, I'm that's fine. Like one and a half gins. So do you think he'll? Do you think he's doing spin-offs? I think he'll do spin-offs. Oh. Well, there's, there's well, this he's, is the, he sort of said he he wanted to before he got the job. Didn't this he? is this is the other uh, new, who news of the week. Kids um, is a production company being registered on trading standards. Um, called Universe One with uh, Julian Jane, uh, names being attached to it. Uh, yes, yes. Whether um, that's real or not. I what What does the names mean? Julie, Julie Gardner, Gardner and Jane Tranter. Jane Tranter. Oh, okay, the two producers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, who are behind Bad Wolf now. Yeah. Um, so the idea is that that's going to be like a and we maybe have Universe company. Two. Is that the sort of what we're <laughs> Electric Boogaloo? Uh, universe uh, Two, Universe Two. We've not actually talked about the other, the biggest Doctor Who news of the week, oh, which is um, the fact that Jodie Whittaker has caused um, all male crime. Absolutely ludicrous. You know uh, what though? The, I, people have, have fixated on the Doctor Who bit of that speech. <laughs> I think the the most um, egregious bit of it is when he, uh, which is saying to me, is when he <laughs> claims that the only male role models left are Tommy Shelby and the Craze. The Craze. The Craze. Awesome. The Craze. When Tommy Shelby. This is it, right? So Tommy Shelby, fair enough. Peaky Blinders is still on, right? Yes. Yeah. The Craze. Really last features in featured in the Tom Hardy film Legend. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure it came out four or five years ago. Which have you seen that f- fun thing about that film? It's about the, the, the stars. One, yeah, yeah, the yeah, star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely, lovely. Have you seen this, Johnny? So oh, have a, yeah, I did. Yeah. I yeah. have heard about it. Oh something it's cultural that you yeah. know, Johnny. I, it's, I, it was maybe shown to me by Molly or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, that's how I know culture. I get it shown to me so by Molly. Filtered through Molly. Have yeah, we got any right. final thoughts on the episode? What? Okay. Can I share my other people I wanted to? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, another shit. One. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I've actually just not thought about it. Um, uh, Do I have one? I haven't thought about it. Yeah. Sil. I was going Who's to say Sil, so, and then you said then you said New Who only. 
Silas is Nabil Shaban's little sluggy gross man. Inventions and Barris. Last scene in my hands with Jeremy Corbyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, it's Wait, like, no. oh, God's sake. Now I've got to explain this. There's I'm a spin off film. There's a spin off film. Made... Sorry. There was a spin off film made two years ago by um, Philip. Uh, what's his surname? I don't know. Um, Schofield. No, 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 no. The guy, Philip Martin, Martin. who wrote um, Vengeance of Paris and Mind Warp, <laughs> and, and therefore owns the rights to Sill. He made a film called Sill and the Devil Seeds of Andor, starring Nabil Shaban as Sill, and Sophie Aldred was in it as well. Uh, and Christopher Ryan, actually. And it was released straight to DVD. And um, Jeremy Corbyn was pictured in the run-up to the 2019 election, <laughs> holding a copy of Sill and the Devil Seeds of Andor. Because he's a friend of, of Nabil Shaban. Of the <laughs> <laughs> I have seen a part of a part of it. That we did we not we watched we it. watched a bit of we it. Watched Ricky's, a bit yeah, of it, it is gross. There's a bit where Sophie Aldridge's character <laughs> bathes herself and like rubs a sponge on him, and he sort of does little orgasm faces. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad the audience couldn't see your facial expression then, David. It's really grotesque. It's Maybe we should have a few drinks and watch that, Johnny. Potentially, yeah. <laughs> so bad. God, um, that's, that's awful. What are we most hoping for from next week's episode, Doctor Who? That they cancel the Strictly Results show and give us an hour and a half to fill in all the things. The longer the better, the longer the better. All the things that they have to fill in. Johnny, what are you most hoping for? What I'm most hoping for is they actually do... You you know how sometimes shows are really bold and they leave loads of questions just unanswered? They don't go and answer it. And it's not because there's going to be a season two it's just because actually it wasn't about the answers all along it was about the emotions it's about the friends we made along the exactly. way exactly yeah. trouble um, with that is that, like the, the emotion like they haven't committed to the emotional but, thing <laughs> all I want is basically Swarm being super camp at Jodie and then them having a sort of a dance off a bit like Step Up or right, Step okay. Up 2 <laughs> No, but I think look, you're, jo- you're joking. But I think you're joking. But I think there's some um, there's, there's, there's a kernel of, of truth. There's that. a kernel of what I actually want is a is a big climactic. I want a standoff, a, a climactic standoff. Sorry, just just all these culture references we have thrown at you tonight, and you've gone nope, 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 and then you come back with like step up <laughs> or but, step up, or step up too. Um, but but um, not both. Uh, <laughs> what about step up three D? Well, actually, so I was originally going to say Step Up 2 because I missed Step Up when it happened. I've only ever seen Step Up 2. Did you see it on a coach or a ferry? I saw it in the cinema. What? Why? Did you go with a girl? I didn't go with a girl. I went with Daniel Stoops. Did you? Yeah, from my class. Oh. (laughs) Is he the one you used to play PlayStation with? I was a teenage boy at one point. Yeah, that's okay, true fine. of most of my no, friends. Right, but I think there's some truth to the fact that you that yeah, I want us I want an uncomplicated standoff. Although I do feel like there's been quite a few standoffs between Swarm and the Doctor already. But I know I I don't necessarily need it to be like I don't want it timeless child style standoff. No, I want you big don't know. I want end of time. Like last of time mm, lord style standoff. Yes. I want big climactic episode. I want I don't mind hand to hand combat. I like frankly and then I want there to be in, you know, actually solve a lot of these loose threads in a cutscene that bifurcates the credits again, where like it's a big standoff and then just 
Suddenly the credits interrupt and Bellinger and Vinder go, what are you going to name the kid? I don't know, Doctor or something? And like, that'll be the end of the series. They named their child after their child. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What the hell, let's kill Hitler. Is there any... Well, what they do, actually, you find out the real cause of the Doctor's name, it goes like, oh, we should name it after you, person who delivered the baby. It's like, well, I'm just the Doctor. Okay, and that's how. <laughs> yeah. Um, David, would what would you like? I know you've mentioned already, but like, is there, oh my is there something else you're looking for? I just watched the trailer for Flux again. Um, the one that, that that was released a few weeks ago. Um, obviously, like pre the series, pre the series where okay, Jamie holds up the, the screwdriver and sounds a foghorn. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's absolutely nothing from this episode that we're about to see. Oh my god, that's kind of exciting. Which is which kind of concerns me, but is very exciting. Mm. Everything that is in that trailer is from the first five episodes. Um, oh, wow. Do you think we're going to get a cliffhanger into our New Year's special? Realistically, um, we've got we'll we'll have um, less than a month to wait until the New yes. Year's special from for, uh, this is episode. this is what I mean actually. If it, although I don't need these answers answered, these questions answered, I mean. Even if they do leave them, we've actually got more time. I'd rather have a satisfying finale mm. than wrap up everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I don't think they need to wrap up everything, but I would like most things wrapped up. Yeah. But I don't know how they're going to wrap up most things because there's just so much. This is a, this is a point that, that Chibnall made right before the series started is, well, we've, because we're doing one story, you've got all these characters. We haven't even talked about Joseph Williamson in the tunnels. Oh my God, oh, yes. Oh, forgot to talk so about we, the... We, we One stand, of the funniest performances. We have no choice but to stand um, Steve Oram, who plays um, Joseph so Williamson. Good. We think he's fantastic, don't we? Do ye mock ye? <laughs> <laughs> he's moment, so brilliant. The moment where Yaz goes, what do you think we're finding something about time? Something's going wrong with time. And he goes, oh, thank you. Someone believes me. Someone believes in my time theory plot. Uh, my question... Tell me what you think about me. Uh, <laughs> we uh, we had a moment. <laughs> Go on. I don't know what happened there. Uh, yeah, it's Johnny. Cultural reference. Also, I'm Johnny again. Uh, tell me what you think about me. Is this Dua Lipa? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! That was an innocent answer. Oh, really. Johnny. Is it? Is it not? No. no. Do is try it, again. Is it close? No. No. Dua Lipa was a, was about three years old when this record is young. came out. It's close when, in the same way that um, I am close to Bob the Builder and that we're both men. Britney? Right era of pop. Well, a bit a bit late, but... J-Lo? Further back, just a little bit. Just a little bit? Gina G-U, just a little bit more. I know Shakira was after that. Um, okay. Think Kylie! Of, no, think of late nineties into the early two thousands into modern day. Who who are the kind of musicians and one musician in particular who has defined kind of the last twenty years of music? Oh god, the only name I have in my head right now is Courtney Love, and I know it's not that. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean, Courtney Love? Courtney Love! It's the only name I can think of right now. In what way is she defined popular music? <laughs> oh, Madonna. No, no, but on the same level as Madonna. Yeah, she's as famous as Madonna. Cher? 
No, but more famous probably, well, just about, than Cher. On the same level as Madonna. Same level as Madonna? Yeah. Prince! Okay. <laughs> right ethnicity, same fame level, <laughs> but a woman strange. and about... 10, 15 years after Prince. Janet Jackson. Okay, right <laughs> ethnicity, right gender. <laughs> Again, about 10. Beyonce. Oh my right, goodness. Okay. Wait, are right. we there? Are we there? Well, it's here. not a Beyonce record. Wait, it's not. Destiny's yes. Child. Correct. Right. Oh, oh, here we go. That was really. I'm keeping all of that in, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, and oh, what were we were trying so to So you s- said, Johnny said question, and you said, tell me, what do you think about me? Johnny. Do we think it was a charmingly witty line from Chibnall, or essentially Chibnall both recognising his faulty characterisation <laughs> and doing nothing to solve it, when he had Yaz make fun of the fact that John Bishop's character trait is being Liverpudlian? I think it was a bit of both. I think it was both. Yeah. I That's my it. question and answer. There we go. There you go. I loved it. I thought it was a great line. I think the comedy beats in this were actually quite good at points. Mm. I think this season has been Chibnall's best season for comedy by definitely, far. Definitely, definitely. Like, every week I've been laughing. That didn't sound no, like I didn't mean for but No, I've been laughing every week. No, it's not been funny, but I have been laughing. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I have been laughing for the right reasons and the wrong reasons. Yeah, I think... Like, been... I, I've been laughing at the jokes, but I've also been laughing at, like, the dramatic reveals. Mark yeah. Yes. <laughs> but this is the thing, yeah. The jokes have landed. The jokes have landed, yes. and that's the important thing. But yeah, Tech yeah. Tune landed better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like, I mean, te- I, I laughed at that Tech Tune thing in the same way that I laughed last year at the Cyber Time Lords thing. Like I, was, yeah. I had to pause that episode to laugh. <laughs> With their giant colours. Yeah. Um, oh god, I hadn't thought about how ridiculous. All the, the potential of like that is is so great, and it was so great, and then. It just fell so far when they came out with their beautiful massive collars and their lovely yeah, little hair. It was so daft. It was, was wonderfully daft. Stupid. I think I looked fondly on it in ten years. <laughs> um, okay, I think we've we've spoken quite enough. Uh, thank you so much for your time, David Spackabacky. Where can people find you on social media? Oh my goodness! Well, I'm on Twitter at David Yay. underscore Chipper. Um, I'm on Instagram at David. Why is Chipper. it that when you put David Chipper, you have a double P, but what, your name doesn't actually have a double P? Because if I put one P, it, people would think it was Chipper. Chipper, yeah. true. Yeah, okay, fine. And also, it, it, it's kind of meant to be sat, look a little bit like or sound, it sound. The word Chipper sounds like Chipper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah. a Chipper like, ER like, yeah. has a fun disposition. Yeah, yes. fine. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. someone who cuts potatoes into chips. Exactly. God, I, yes, yeah. I am the Gary Lineker of drag. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, talking about Dragon Cabaret, you can also find me on Instagram as at Black Mamba with four C's, B L A, C C C C. I was thinking, M-A. where's the C in Mamba? I was like, how is he spelling this word? B L A C C C C M A M B A on Instagram. Great, and you recently did some Doctor Who themed. I drag, did. I'm I sorry, did. I couldn't make it. Yeah, I, um, you. I was. Uh, I was gigging. <laughs> I didn't know you did this. I, well, cool. it's just it's very, very new. I did a wonderful Doctor Who cabaret night at the RVT. Shout out to Rhys Conley, shout out to Carrot. Um, and yes, it was great and wonderful. And I uh, sang, um, what did I sing? I sang uh, 
I sang Lauren Vula. Lauren Vula. I sang Lauren Vula and I um, talked about Martha and I talked about how much I loved her and I talked about racism and Doctor Who fandom because that's something I'm passionate about. And I had a very nice man. You're passionate about racism? Yeah, I'm passionate about racism. I love oh, it. You're passionately opposed to racism. Yeah, I'm cheering you way, but yeah. it sort of sounded like I was cheering. It felt wrong as I did it. Greatest, yeah. greatest episode and greatest serial talent <laughs> of Wang Chang. It's my favourite. <laughs> no, I am passionately opposed to racism. Good. And I'm very gra- glad that the room mostly enjoyed what I was talking about, apart from one man, but we'll not talk really? about it. Really? I think we won't speak about it. We were, we were, we're not. At the, we're end, not at the end, after the, after the episode, uh, can you tell was, us about it? I came, I, 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 was in the, I was singing, and then I could hear him go, why is he talking about racism? Because in the, before the performance, I talked about... Um, I basically was like, there are lots of things that happen in this fandom. Some of them are really obvious and some of them are really insidious, but all of them link back to racism. And one of the things is, I hate to say it, because I'm in the RVT, but 40 plus white men on Twitter who keep having conversations about whether the talent of Wen Chang is racist. Of course it is fucking racist, but that doesn't matter to them because they've got various things to do in fandom, like shout at women for having opinions about Doctor Who or talk to fans who are barely 18 or defend transphobic shits like naming the names Rareth Govers. Um, but they, you know, they've got those things to do, so it doesn't matter about the racism. So, you know, just like, you know, when we bring racism up, d- don't immediately get on the defensive. And I heard him say in the performance, why is he talking about racism? I don't get it. And afterwards I came off stage and there was lots of people, lots of love, but the majority of people were really lovely. And then he came up and he was like, I really appreciated everything you had to say. And I was like, thank you, you know, really, thank you for saying that. But, <laughs> but, here we go. you know, you just got to bring people along with you. You just got to bring them along with you. And I was like, okay, uh, sure. You know, because we didn't have the education back then. And I was like, I'm not really talking about what happened back, back in, I'm not trying to, have a conversation as whether he said the N-word in 1964, I'm talking about whether right now, in 2021, you're still having mm. discussions about, did we need to talk about Rosa in 2018? Did we, the Talents of Wang Chang is still my favourite serial. Like, that's what I'm talking about. And he's like, okay, but just like, you know, just, just bring people with you. And then he was like, he tried to pull me in for a hug and was like, I'm good. Thank you. I'm good. Um, but yeah. You know what? Good on you. I think I'd have been the sort of awkward person in that that I'd have just been like oh hug them and then I'd sort of have gone home and been like I can't believe I'll fucking hug that dude yeah um, and like well done on on remembering not to I mean it was it was kind of like a bit there was a little bit of an embrace I was just kind of like okay thank you yeah and I was like that's that's enough from me thank you very much good, good but, um, for, I think you handled that wonderfully uh, well thank you but nice. overall it was a wonderful time yeah. there was um uh Lunatrix who did burlesque as a Dalek. That's incredible. Um, another performer called Avery Iscariot who also did burlesque as a Weeping Angel. And uh, I had a great time. Love I'm it. So, I'm sorry I couldn't be there. You missed her. Shout out to her doing Jackie, Ty- Jackie Tyler mix. Love it. With all the all the highlights. <laughs> it's my 39th. <laughs> so yes. And anyway, so that was a real... What a blast! The theme of today is Deal Realman, honestly. So, I'll put both of those addresses in the (laughs) description. Johnny, where where can people find you on Twitter? On Twitter, at Jonathan Volfish. Is that just my name? Correct. You can find find me on Twitter, at Molly underscore Martian. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, at GalacticoPod. You can email me, at 
galacticopod at gmail.com. But um, if you have emailed me, let me know because I get lots of spam in that email address. So, um, uh, yeah, I might not see your email. Um, also, you can follow um, me and Johnny's uh, theatre company at Little Creatures with a Z on Twitter or Little Creatures underscore on Instagram um, for all the updates about our production, Road to Nowhere, uh, which is in London in February. Tickets for which are on sale now. Yeah, it's going to be in the Bread and Roses Theatre. Oh my God, and so thanks so much to a friend of the podcast, Connor Johnston, for designing its amazing poster. Yeah, you... Oh, is it Connor? Is it... Oh, oh, wait, sorry, I was going to say something else. Never mind. Fine. Uh, so yeah, no, that, that poster hasn't been released as of us recording it, but we we'll might have released be it by the time it's, by the time it's released. Podcast, yeah. And just to give you a shout out, Connor, we love it. It's really fantastic. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. I was going to say your logo is... Oh no! So the the logo is by yeah Molly Pukes mm. who who does who did, who did the artwork who does the Yo Yo artwork yeah uh, yeah call them up for all of your illustration yeah, they're, they're and, also and big appreciate on the logo yeah love we, we we still love that logo too yeah thanks so much everybody <laughs> bit of silence thanks so much <laughs> this has been a nightmare. <laughs> Thanks so much, everybody. Uh, see you next week uh, for the last uh, acid reflux of the year. We might finally vomit. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's kind of the tension. Like, will we? Will we throw up? Will the acid reflux pills help? Mm-hmm. No. We won't get us away from the Bye, everybody.